What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. Welcome to episode nine of the podcast. Today, I am interviewing Stefan Fekir. He is an absolutely insane 22-year-old investor and full-time pastor from Wakefield, Mass., with an absolutely crazy investing story so far. I can't even put into words the amount of value in this episode for investors just starting out, and I really hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. Great to hear from you again, man. What's going on? How are you? I'm, I'm good, man. Just out here. I'm chilling, waiting for coronavirus to die. That's what oh. I'm waiting for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Things sucked, man. I'm, I'm counting the seconds until we're done with this. Oh, totally. I know. Yeah. It's been a very, very interesting year. <laughs> it has. Yeah. All right. To jump right into things, man, what got you into real estate and what's kind of your backstory? What got me into real estate? So I grew up in Malden, Massachusetts, you know, mm-hmm. elementary, middle school, high school, went to all Malden public schools. Um, you know, I didn't necessarily grow up dirt poor. Would never say that, but you know, I didn't grow up, you know, super wealthy either. Yeah. So it's always I've always lived. My parents have always lived paycheck to paycheck. Um, that's just you know, that's just all I really knew. That's just all I really saw. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was, I think I was 18 years old. One day I was walking, I was at the beach with a few friends, and you know, uh, one of my friends, he's a lot older than me. He's, he was in his 30s at the time. He was like, "Hey, man, you need to start looking into real estate now that you're 18." So that, you know, in a few years, you're ready to go. So I was like, real estate, like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> someone says real estate. First thing I think is uh, real estate agent. I'm just buying and selling houses. I'm like, yeah, I'm not really interested. Mm-hmm. He said, no, you need to look into investing in real estate, buying property, renting it out. So I'm 18 years old. I have never heard of this concept before. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, then I, I hop on Google. I hop on YouTube. And once you know it, guess who guess who pops up? Uncle G, Grant Cardone. Nice. I remember watching Grant Cardone, 18 years old. I fell in love, like absolutely fell in love. I, I mean, a lot of people don't like Grant Cardone. His personality is one of those you either love him or you hate him. There's no in between. Yeah. I happen to be one of those. I really love him. I love his personality. I love how he is. Mm-hmm. So then from the time I was 18 to 22 years old, I just watch a lot of, I watched a lot of Grant Cardone. Um, I also watch um, Chandler Smith. Um, I uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. That goes without saying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Ty Lopez, you know, all these guys, you know, I was just always on YouTube. Yep. And then I remember I was like, okay, the idea of investing in something that's going to pay you long-term to do no work. It's like, bing, like what? Like only an idiot wouldn't do that. And you do a little bit more, more research. And I was like, all wealth, most wealthy people are real estate investors. Donald Trump is a, is, is a real estate investor. A bunch of rappers are real estate investors. So I'm like, okay, those guys are wealthy. So the key must be real estate. So that was that. And let's see, um, this past April, March, April is when one day I was home and I was on Redfin because I scroll on Redfin more than I scroll on Instagram. And I was on Redfin one day and I saw a house that was a two family that was on the market for like two months. I was like, this is a pretty good deal. And I went to check it out. And next thing I knew, man, I put an offer in and I'm at the closing table like six weeks later. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it, it took, it, you know, for four years, man, it was just me studying and learning and just, you know, trying to figure out what this, what it's going to look like. How do I do it? And then I just finally pulled the trigger. That's great, man. So yeah. many people like don't end up pulling the trigger on it. And yeah. I, I love to hear that, like going from, you know, just one of your friends mentioning it to you one day and researching it, checking it out and yeah. falling in love with it to actually like seeing an opportunity and jumping all over it. That's yeah. wicked cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. What is your drive and vision for the long term? Drive and vision for the long term. That's a very loaded question right there. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, okay. On a bigger, on a, a larger scale, I would say um, it's just, okay, without getting super corny and cliche, um, <laughs> it's just to build a legacy. Yep. Like that, that is my biggest, biggest, like that's the biggest vision. It's okay to build a legacy, to build something that's uh, a way bigger than me. Um, there's someone I follow on um, Instagram. Uh, his name is Brian Bullock, and he has this whole campaign that he's doing about building legacy. And he, you know, he wrote a book, and he has all these different things. And my, my, I, I hold on to that really, really tightly. Is I want to build something that's way bigger than me. Yeah. A lot of people now they want to. They, you know, they, they get a little money. They want to buy nice cars. They want to buy nice jewelry. They mm -hmm. want to buy, all, you know, all this different stuff. Me, I'm looking, okay, how can I build a legacy that my kids are going to be able to benefit from? How can I build a legacy that my grandkids are going to be to benefit? How can I build a legacy that my great grandchildren are going to be able to benefit from? So yeah. I would say if you, you know, if I take a step back, look at the big picture, my vision is building a legacy. That is my primary thing. I, you know, I, I want my wife, my family, everyone to, you know, be financially well and for us to build something that's far bigger than ourselves. But on a more practical scale, um, I would say, you know, if, if we're going to get into the nitty gritty, I would say $20,000 $20, monthly cash flow is the end goal. Like that's the vision right there. That That's where I'm going to sit back and say, okay, I made it. I've accomplished my goal. Yeah. And I mean, as we say, I think real estate is the most efficient way to get there. I totally agree, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's huge about the whole legacy thing, man. Like, I wish more people kind of like looked into, you know, past like the cars and, you know, all that fun stuff and seeing like the real power of what you can create. Yep. And, you know, for other people like besides yourself and it's it's so nuts. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, man. One day I'm going to get that Audi A7, without a doubt. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have the super bougie house. Yep. Um, you know, my wife is going to drive a super bougie. You know, they, all it's going to happen. But before all that, man, it's legacy. It's building my last name, making my last name actually mean something. Because up until this point, my last name, you know, it hasn't necessarily meant anything. But, you know, I, I've, I've made a decision, both my wife and I made a decision that from this point forward, that the Fakirs, that name is going to have a meaning for generations to come. So, yeah, man. I love that, man. That's that's so, like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. Wow. Would you mind, well, actually, we kind of got into this one a little bit, like telling kind of the story of your first property. Was there anything that you kind of learned from it? like that first one starting off? So I remember this was, I want to say back in January or February, I have a friend of mine who's a super, he's an up and coming investor. Mm -hmm. like this guy woke up one day, like he, he just, he made up his mind last fall. He was going to buy a bunch of houses. 
And I think at this point, he has like eight houses that he's working on right now. It's like in less than a year, this dude's on fire. So I'm like, okay, like, can we get coffee? Can we get together? Yeah. I met up at a Starbucks. I remember exactly where we were sitting and this dude, and I'm like, you know, I'm asking him a thousand questions. I'm like, yo, like, how'd you do it? Like, where'd you get money to do it? Like, what is it? And he looked at me. He was like, yo, just do it. I was like, like, I want to, but I can't. He was like, no, 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 no. I don't think you understand. You want to do something, just do it. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> like, and I'll be honest with you, man. After that conversation, I mean, I left feeling like super encouraged or whatever. But I remember I was just like, dude, I don't understand. What does he mean? Just do it. Like, I don't have resources like that. And I remember one day. Um, I was home. It was during when the whole COVID thing first started, where everything was shut down completely. So I remember I was sitting home one day. I was living alone at the time, sitting mm-hmm. in my apartment. And again, like always, I'm watching something new Grant Cardone put out. Yep. So I'm like, all right. I was like, I really, really, really want to do this. And I remember Grant Cardone had said something. He goes, COVID-19, this pandemic is the best time to get into real estate. Cause he, you know, he ref- he referred to 2008 and I, I don't, you know, about 2008, that's where a lot of people became millionaires. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like l- let's start looking at him. So again, wasn't on Instagram. I hopped in Redfin and I'm looking at it and I find this house and I'm like, I'm like, wait, a two family been on market. It was on the market for 62 days at that point. And I lo- I like going through the pictures. It was like renovated. I mean, the square footage wasn't anything insane. And I'm like, Okay, like, like, let, I reached out to a friend of mine who was a realtor. Um, we touched base. He goes, hey, man, if you really want to go look at it, like, go look at it, but you're just going to get a pre-approval letter. So I'm not kidding you. I have maybe $1,200 in my bank account. I have no mm-hmm. money. $1,200 in my bank account. I call a loan officer, um, and I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, man, I have a house here that I really like. Um, here's how much I make in a year. Um, um, this is my credit, and, and this is what I want. And yes. just, I, have, I have 1000 bucks. He was like, um, okay. He goes, all right, I'll give you a pre-approval letter and we'll work from there. So I just, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea where I'm going to get this down payment from. Yeah. I, I, I just, I'm just going with the flow of this. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I just want to buy this house. I go look at the house. I really, really, really like the house. And I was like, all right, let me, let me throw an offer in. First offer got rejected. Uh, well, Connor offered, then I put a Connor offer in, then they put a Connor offer in, and then that last offer, you know, worked out, which is what I actually wanted. But, you know, you, yeah. you know, you always have to aim a little higher. Um, so again, man, I still have no money. And then I'm talking to a loan officer and he was like, because of your salary, you're able to qualify for a, you're able to qualify for a certain type of loan. So I got my first rental property with 0% down. Now, obviously, obviously, I also asked for cash back at closing. So obviously, yeah. you, know, you need you need some money. I needed some exactly, money. yeah. You know, new fresh paint, um, water heat. You know, I I out of my pocket, I probably spent like four grand. But like you know, four grand to get a half million dollar property. You know, I I think I think I came out on top. It's pretty all right. <laughs> and I, I I always tell this joke. I I bought a house by accident. I live. <laughs> Because I had no intention of doing it. Like, yeah. I didn't wake up and say, I want to buy a house. I just happened to be on Redfin just because that's what I like to do. And I saw a house. I was like, why is this house not, like, why has it been on the market for so long? And again, this is when COVID was, you know, everything was still weird. So the market was, wasn't was as intense as it, as it, as it is now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, man, let's shoot my shot. Yeah. And I got a house by accident. Everything worked out perfectly, man. That's awesome. That's yeah. That's one one crazy story man that's awesome yeah so then 
So at that point, again, at that point, my, my goal was to get a bunch of um, multifamilies. I just want yeah. to get a bunch of multifamilies. That's what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, um, I have one multifamily down. How do I get my next one? Because I've used my FHA loan, as you know. Once you get your FHA loan, you can't really do that again. And, you know, and I'm not like, I don't have $150,000 to enter my bank account. Exactly. <laughs> put 20% down. Yep. So, man, at this point, man, I am, I'm networking. I'm calling people. I'm re- I'm like, hey, man, um, I mean, you you follow them as well, um, Nick and Sam. Yep. Nick and Sam, I reached out to Nick. I was like, hey, you guys are killing it. What the heck are you guys doing? I, I need to get in on it. And finally, man, um, that same friend that I got coffee with, we went out to, to lunch one day, went to Texas Roadhouse, and we're sitting down. And again, he looks at me. He was like, dude, forget the buying property. Just flip houses and make cash and then put your down payment later on. And I was like, dude, you're so right. <laughs> that, that moment right there, I decided. I remember I came home to my wife. I was like, babe, I'm, I, we're not going to buy houses anymore. We're going to flip houses. And she's like, um, okay. I'm like, what, that's what we're gonna do. So, and then it, everything just changed. Like my, all my plans changed. Um, not all my plans, you know, the, the yeah. end goal is still cash flow, mm-hmm. but you know, the method changed a little bit. So in that point on, man, I went on the house hunt. And when I tell you, I have put in over a dozen offers on houses, all got rejected. Every single one got rejected. There was one house, man. I loved it. It was in Medford. I put an offer in for one ten, one hundred ten thousand dollars over asking. Yeah, and it got rejected. Oh I was God. like, "This has this, like I was like, this is a joke. I feel like I'm on reality TV or something." Yeah, and I and I remember um, and I just kind of like you know I was like, "Oh man, this is this is gonna you know I was like, this is I'm not gonna get a house." I remember getting super down about it, super discouraged. And I remember I was at work one day and one of my coworkers, one of my friends, we were friends, but one of my friends, um, he was like, Hey man, I'm, I'm trying to buy a house. I just found this two family. He's also getting an FHA loan. He goes, Oh man, it doesn't qualify for FHA. It's, it's a piece of crap. So I'm like, I'm like, uh, can I see that? (laughs) (laughs) And it had not hit the market yet. It was off market. The only reason he knew about it is because his mother-in-law's friend was the listing agent. So, so I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. It's a two family in Everett, Massachusetts, 10 minutes outside of the Capitol. I'm like, I need to get on this. I called the guy. I said, Hey man, I have, I will put an offer in right now. I was like cash offer in right now. Mind you, I had no cash, probably had like 600 bucks on my account. So I'll, but I was like, Hey man, well, I'll figure that out later. Figure yeah. that all out later. So I'm like, I, I'm going to put an offer right now. The guy goes, the, the agent goes, listen, I haven't even seen the house yet. But he goes, well, I'm going to go see it this week. You can meet me there and we can figure it out then. So I meet the guy there. I get to the house, fall in love with it. I mean, it's a piece of crap. But I'm, yeah. I'm, looking at it, I'm like, wow, this has a lot of potential. I fell in love with it right there. And then I was like, hey, man, I want to put an offer in. Um, I'll put the offer in with you. I put the offer in and my offer got accepted. <laughs> I got accepted. But see, man, it got, it got insane after that. Again, um, my friend, uh, Vinny, who, who told me to just go with it, he's like, hey, his number one rule in real estate is put offers in now, figure out finances later. So That's I'm really like, interesting. These are big numbers, man. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like losing a thousand bucks here. This is like, these are big numbers. He was like, hey, man, put the offer in first, figure all the rest out later. So I went, I was like, all right, man, I put the offer in. Guy's like, I need you to sign PNS three days later. Yo, PNS, he goes, I need 26K at PNS. 
Oh, no. <laughs> so what I do, I call my mom. I'm like, I call my mom. I say, hey, listen, can I borrow some money? I'll pay you back interest. I'll pay you back more money than I borrowed from you. She goes, okay, don't, yeah, Chloe, I get the 26K. Um, I put the PNS down. And the thing about PNS is if you don't come to cash at closing, you lose your PNS. Huh, so okay. I'm, I'm about $27,000 into this deal, have no idea where I'm going to get the rest of this money. <laughs> Absolutely. I need to come up with 120K in 14 days. No idea how this is going to happen. And I remember I got in contact with a real estate, uh, a real estate investor and the investor goes, Hey man, I want to work with you. Um, I'll get back to you on Monday. I, I'll, I'll come up with 50K. I, I had asked a bunch of other people. Yeah. So at that point I had 60, I need about fit. I need about 60 more. So he goes, all right, man, I'll get back to you. Monday comes around. I call this guy like seven times ghost. Dude, I have like, I have like what, like 72 hours, a little over 72 hours, dude, to come up with 60 grand to close on this deal. I don't think I've ever been this stressed in my whole life, ever. And I'm texting my friend Vinny. I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, dude, what do I do? And he's just sending me laughing faces. He goes, welcome to real estate. I'm like, what do you mean, welcome to real estate? I'm like, dude, I'm about to lose $27,000. This is not welcome to real estate here. Yeah. I'm freaking out. And man, I'm reaching out, man. I'm reaching out to different people. I'm investors all over the country. I'm like, hey, man, I need this. And then on top of all of this, the seller, you know, he wasn't the greatest guy on the face of the planet. So he was like, yo, if you don't have my money in my hand by Friday, man, I'm keeping, I'm taking your money. Yeah. So like, oh, Friday, no. Friday comes along. So I finally get an investor down in Florida and he goes, hey, I can help you out. But he goes, I can't give you the money until next week. So Friday comes around and the agent was able to talk to the seller and the seller's like, all right, man, like, all right, we'll do Tuesday. But Tuesday is the absolute last day. I'm taking your money. Friday evening, around 4 p.m., I get a call from the Florida investor. He goes, sorry, man, I can't help you out. My so, um, man, at that point, man, I was like, well, I just lost 27 grand. At that point, I had accepted the loss. And then I get a phone call, dude, from an investor really, really, really um, established investor in the greater Boston area. He calls me, he goes, hey, uh, Stefan, how you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing okay, could be better. Then he goes, I'm gonna ask you that one more time. Hey, Stefan, how you doing? I was like, um, uh, all, okay. right. <laughs> and, all right. And he goes, no, 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 he goes, he goes, you need to say good so that, so that you can actually be doing good. So he goes, I'm going to ask you one more time. How you doing? I was like, I'm doing great. How you doing? He goes, I'm doing wonderful. He was like, I apologize for calling you super late. Um, but I just wanted to notify you that you will close on Tuesday. I, 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 I have the funds for you. What? Dude, I'm like, what? And then I remember he was like, see, this is what happens. You, you go after the deal first and you worry about the money later. And I was like, wow. So man, like, again, I, I told you this, I told you this over the phone the other day, I'm still yeah. super new. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. I, I start demo this week, but um, yeah, man, it, just just do it. Like that, that's, that's the thing I've learned, man, just do it. Don't think about it, don't worry about it. Don't figure out where things are gonna come from. Just do it and everything will iron itself out. Oh my God. Yeah, man, yo, you, you could ask my wife. <laughs> Man, there, there was one night, dude. I like, I was like, "Well, this is over." Like, I was like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do." And we, yeah, crazy, crazy. I'm like, I'm just in awe right now, man, at that yeah. whole story. Like, <laughs> crazy, man. 
Wow. God, God came through for me. God, God came. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I got. I was like God. I was like Lord. I have nothing. Yeah. God, I, I, have, I have nothing. I was like God. If this is what you want to happen, Lord, have your way. And He did it. That's did awesome. It. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm honestly like I'm so shook from hearing that story, man. Like I'm gonna watch that back a couple times and just and just listen, and my jar is gonna still gonna hit the floor. Crazy. I love how like how really valuable, but like really boiled down that advice is too. Just do it. You know, like get your deal, do it. Don't worry about the financing yet. You know, just get the deal and then figure it out from there and just keep moving. Hmm. That's there, there, there's so much money out there, man. There are so many wealthy people out there who are looking to make money. It's just about fun. like you just you have to be and you have to be willing to hear no too. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. in 72 hours, bro, the amount of people who said no to me. Again, I didn't know the people. I, dude, I was literally calling random people. Hey, man, you have 60K. Hey, man, you have 60K. And it was just no, 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 no. And yeah. I was like, hey, man, I, I, I got to do it. So I just kept knocking on doors until I got my yes. And it came. Wow. See, like that whole story hits me different right now, man. Because I'm kind of like in the position that, that you were in like before. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I, I don't really know a whole, a whole, whole lot of what's going on. Like, I have a pretty decent idea, but like, there's still a whole lot of like unknown variables. And I think I'm really just going to hammer that advice of just do it and just move. Um, my, my, my friend Vinny, the one who, you know, who's kind of pushed me throughout this whole process. Yeah. Remember, dude, he, he had just closed on a deal, a beautiful deal. This dude um bought the house for like 290, put about 160 and sold it for 680. So it was a grand slam. The grand slam, dude. Like he, him and his partner walked through like over 300k. Grand slam. And I was like, dude, like, how do you do it? Yo, he looked me dead in my face and he said, I have no idea. I'm gonna substitute his word. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing, man. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. I'm just figuring it out as I'm going. He goes, whatever you know now, I did not know anymore when I started. And I was like, bet. I was like, duly noted, sir. And that, and that's just, and I think experience is the best teacher. Yes, I'm all for reading books. I'm all for watching YouTube videos. I'm all for podcasts. I've watched, I've listened to so many podcasts. I've watched so many YouTube videos. I've, I've reached, I've DM'd many investors. I've done all that. I've gone out to coffee, dinner, all that. But I think, man, the most that I've learned is just doing it. Like, I didn't know what a PNS was, so I got handed a PNS. I didn't know what insp- about inspections. I didn't know what smoke certificate. I didn't know anything until it got to the point where I was like, here you go. So I was like, attorney. I was like, attorney? You think I need an attorney for it? <laughs> for what? <laughs> yeah. And I, just as the process un- unfolds, you just, you learn. And then you take that knowledge, you put it in your pocket, and on the next one. And, that you know, you, your vocabulary gets more rich. Um, you don't sound like an idiot talking to investors anymore. You know what you're saying. You know the big words to use. And it's awesome. That's so valuable, man. That, that's, like, ridiculously valuable. <laughs> wow. I'm honestly, like, so blown away, man. Like, yeah. so, so blown away from that, from that story. That's amazing. It's so possible. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone. Definitely. For anyone. What do you consider to be the biggest variable to expand your portfolio? Would it, would it, 
would it be to just do it? <laughs> I okay. I I have three. I have three things. Um, number one, all networking. I think networking is the a. This is a super cliche thing people say, but it's not about who you know. I'm old, but it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. Mm-hmm. Like I will preach that for months. Watch many. You can you need to know the right people. So networking is the number one thing. Number two, I think is knowledge. You know, although it's, I think networking is more important, I do believe knowing what knowing about the state, knowing what you're doing is important. And number three, just taking action. Just like man, you figure it out. Especially like for younger people. Like I have this like funny thing that I say to my friends. I'm like, you know what? Worst case scenario, absolute worst case scenario is I go bankrupt, right? See, that's like which is not gonna happen. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah. But worst case scenario, I go bankrupt, dude. I'm 22 years old. Before I'm 30 years old, bro, I'm I'm back in the game. I'm good to go. So it's like, hey, let, let, let's let's shoot the shots while we're young. Let's do this thing. That's so true, man. That really yeah. is so true. Yeah. You know, like if, you know, things were to head south or whatever, like, you know, especially getting into the game really young, kind of like we have, you know, like you have all the time in the world to recover. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, you're risking your entire retirement or something. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to literally have nothing if everything hits the fan. Yep, exactly. Exactly. No Might kids. as well do it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> what is the most important lesson that you've learned over your career so far? Um, my career that started on in, in um, June. Uh, <laughs> five months. Five months. Okay. You've done a, a whole lot in five months, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. My career, if you, if that's what you want to call it. Um, you said, what's the most important thing I've learned? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the important thing I've learned? is on it it's gonna sound super corny cliche but just to believe in yourself i think it's super and me and you talked about it a little bit it's super easy to walk into a room with a bunch of you know investors who have a bunch of projects under their belts um to talk to to agents who say hey man how many projects have you done and you're like zero it's super easy to get discouraged by that and you walk into a room and you feel like, you know, I don't know as much as everyone. I don't have an experience like anyone. It's super encouraging. It's super easy to just be like, eh, like, nah, I can't do this. Or, you know, let me stick to my nine to five job. Let me do the status quo. Yep. Man, and again, I'll be honest with you. I felt that too. There were times where I was literally like, yeah, I don't think this is for me, man. I, you know, let me, let me, let me just do normal. Let me, let me do the regular 401k. Yep. Let me work, 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 save a portion of my paycheck and hey, look, look, we'll do all right. But I was like, no, like, no, I can do this. I put my mind to it. I want something. I know I have the resource to do it and let's do it. And also too, man, to get creative. Because again, man, uh, we've talked, not everyone has 150 grand standing, like sitting in their bank account. Not uh-huh. everyone has a rich, no, not everyone has rich parents that could um give them six figures, like, there, there are some of us out here, man, you got to get creative. And, and that's what you do, man. Just get, it's, it's put the pedal to the metal and get creative with how you fund deals. Like there's one, one thing, one thing we're doing is, um, you know, I have a full-time job. My wife has a full-time job. The, the house that we bought is under my name. It's my house. Her name is not on it, yeah. which technically means that she does not have an FHA loan under her name. 
So I have a house under my FHA and you know, we're going to do real soon. She's going to have a house on FHA getting creative. You know, most people wouldn't think about that. Most people are like, oh, I got married. Let's file our taxes together. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. I'm like, no, let's not file our taxes together. Yep. Let's get creative and let's buy as many properties as we possibly can with what we have. There, there's, a, there's a pastor that I listen to and, you know, he doesn't use it in the context of real estate, but in the context of everything else, mm -hmm. he always says, all you have is all you need. And I take that principle in and I use it for everything. I use it at my job. I use it real estate. I use it with everything. All you have is all you need. If you have it, that's all you need. You can make it work. And with that mentality, man, you always find yourself getting creative. I remember I called my loan officer probably like four days after I closed on my house and he started laughing. He was like, you just don't stop, do you? I was like, nope. I nope. <laughs> As long as I have air, air in my lungs and and strength in my feet, dude, I'm I'm going. I'm gonna figure this thing out. That's so true, man. That that really is like like something else. I really like that quote too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Because you're 100 percent right. You know, like if you have like a toolbox full of stuff, you like if you know how to use it. Like if you already kind of like have some stuff, like have some connections, and you know like be able to read books and, you know, follow people online and stuff like that. You already have something, yep. you know? So if you know how to take that information and like execute on it, then mm -hmm. like the sky's the limit, man. And I, I <laughs> definitely like hearing your story so far is, is definitely giving me kind of a, a boot in the behind, you know, <laughs> to, to get it's, going. Same here, man. The dude who put a boot in my behind, he had no experience. His parents weren't rich. Yep. This guy like oh, oh oh you can do it I can do it that's just how it is definitely and I totally agree with you on like it's very easy to get discouraged and this mm -hmm. kind of thing like when you walk into a room like walking into my first meetup man like I was beyond terrified like yep. I literally don't belong here like everybody's you know gonna be all competitive and like this isn't my place yep but if you kind of like push yourself like to my surprise like people actually are really friendly and like this real estate investing like niche i guess you could say it's wild i mean again you have, you have a few who are super you know you exactly know, yeah you have your one bad apple yeah well man there have been again we talked like nick and sam yep. nick and sam have a thousand things going on I, hey hey can i can i give you guys a call they're like absolutely mm -hmm. like oh okay like all right like bunch of people man who are willing to sit down help you and talk to you and i think that's what makes this thing fun too because it's like you know obviously we're all in it we're you know we're trying to make money we're trying to build wealth trying to build legacy trying to build something large but just the the i, don't, I mean friendship's a little too strong of a word but just the connect connecting with different people mm -hmm. it's like it, 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 like you know certain people that you you can promote their stuff it's like okay i see you're doing this thing let me share your thing on my instagram because it's like I don't know you like that. I don't know you personally, but yeah. because we've connected, I want to see you win. I love it. I love it. I love it. I feel like, you know, in this area, I mean, I'm sure every area, but I know in this area, this like um, greater Boston, North shore, mm -hmm. South Boston, there's a super great network here of people who are always willing to help. So that, that's been awesome. Oh, it's insane. You're, you're totally right, man. Like, I feel like, you know, this investing, like you can't really do it by yourself either. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Honestly, I, I would want to kind of see somebody like try to do it themselves because and yep. see kind of like how far you can get because yeah. like there's too much stuff going on yep. and like you literally like need to be able to network with people yep. and like people want to meet with you and like, you know, maybe you guys could partner with deals or like give each other connections and like it's such a friendly game. Yep. And you're right. Like that adds a whole nother variable of like of fun, yep. like, man. Like when we first got on the call, uh, like on the phone a couple of weeks ago, like I was ecstatic. Like yeah. to hear that, you know, like you are as young as you are and like you're crushing it already, man. I was like, that's literally insane. Like, <laughs> and just, you know, like you said, you know, people like Nick and Sam Riccio, shout out to Rhinos and Real Estate, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> they're, you know, they're doing really insane stuff and like they want to help other people succeed, you know, and be able to help other people out as well as what they're doing. Yeah. And like, it's, it was such an eye opener to see like how helpful people are to each other and like it's such a wholesome wholesome thing for the most part you know it it makes you it makes you again you get discouraged man but then there there are those people there who are there like nah let's go let's let's keep going it makes it so much easier and so much more fun oh totally man even like meeting the first person that kind of like eggs you on and says like oh you know you can totally do what you want to do and like like I've done like a lot more than that, you know, like you can do this. You're going to do this. If you have a plan and a drive, then you can do this. And like that first person that you meet that like totally like pushes you and encourages you rather than like, you know, people who might be around you now, like friends, family, whatever that might not like encourage you. And they might just kind of discourage you and say like, Oh, like, why do you want to go buy houses? Like, you know, like, why do you want to do that? You can't do that. Yeah. But finding that first person that's done what you want to do that says that you can is totally a game changer. Yep, it is. All it takes yeah. is one person, too. Yep. One person, dude. That's it. <laughs> it starts something insane. Um. Ooh, how do you define wealth? How do I define wealth? Um. I would say financial freedom, man. Mm-hmm. I, I would, again, I, I talked a little about it. I talked about it earlier. Yep. It's just that, that, that more than myself is good. My children, their children and their children are good. Like, like there, again, this is a biblical reference, but you know, this is what I, it is what it is. A yeah, biblical reference. It talks about, um, in the book of Genesis, how, um, this father, this Abraham built a well. And how his sons Isaac and Jacob were able to drink from the well that he like this. We're talking generations, and I, I use a very very similar. I, I use something similar like a model in my life is I want to build a well that you know I'm gonna drink from it. You know, but my kids are gonna drink from it. My grandkids are gonna uh, drink from it, and my great like and so on. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. wealth is is number one building something bigger than yourself, building something um you know for generations to come so that they're established. I mean whether they squander it or not, just knowing that I did my job and there's assets there for them to do whatever they got to do. Yeah. And then I mean and then even on a more like you know more um boiled down level like here is you know just not worrying about money. Like not, you know, like not having to check my bank account when I go buy something, just knowing hey the money's there. Being able to not if I were to lose my job right now, yeah, yeah man, it, it is what it is. Being able to work for free. Like, yep. I, it, it is my dream for me to walk into my job and say, hey, um, you guys are going to pay me a salary. I'm going to take my whole salary. I'm going to give it back. 
here you go. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it to whatever it is. I want to give. You give it to missionaries to go and 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 across the world. Give it um to people who who can't necessarily help themselves. Um, so it, it's building something bigger than me, but also you know being able to just live a life where I'm not worried about money. Like money is just not a factor for me. It's like hey, it is what it is. I totally agree, man. And it's it's really you know kind of like what we touched on earlier. It's really insane, like the things that you can do once you kind of grab your money by the neck. Yeah. and have it stop working for you yeah like, like you said you know like if you literally like had cash flow and stuff coming in and like your expenses were covered your family was covered you know comfortably and everything to be able to like have the decision to take that money and then like push it out to like causes that you really like and you know like lots of different things it's mm-hmm. you know the possibilities are endless mm-hmm. and it's like you can do some some really like superhero level like kind of things yeah 100% man that's so true what are the most effective resources that have helped you so far on your journey or most effective um again I, I think I think the dude should just pay me at this point dude Grant Cardone like, <laughs> I, I have a I have a hat I have a Cardone capital hat that says cash flow inside of it that dude literally, dude, I literally just wore it. I was like, I love this guy. I'm going to wear it. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Grant Cardone, just his mindset, his philosophy, like how he does it, that has definitely influenced me a lot. But also, I'll be honest with you, man, I, I read, I'm listening mm-hmm. to podcasts, and those things are super helpful. But I, I really just think that it's the people in my life. I think just I surround myself with like-minded people. Um I mean, you may have heard of him, bro. Vinny, biggest, 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 biggest resource to me. That dude has he's he's kept on me. He's encouraged me. He's you know he's, he he's been the one. He's he's referred me to people, and I, that's been the biggest thing for me is is people networking. It's insane. It, it's so true, man. Like yep. literally, so many doors open once you start to like put yourself out there and you know start to meet these people and. Like, like no matter what point you're at, like in your career either, like you can be like extremely fresh, you know, like I feel that one a lot actually. And like, just the more people you reach out to and like, just want to have a conversation with, you know, whether it be like hopping on the phone or taking them out to coffee or something, like mm-hmm. the amount of doors that can open is ridiculous. Like you don't know. Like the other, the, was it probably like a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, my t- one of my tenants called me. I said, hey, the sink's overflow. We don't know what to do. Dude, I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. I don't know how to fix a sink. I don't think I've ever fixed a sink in my whole life. Yeah. I don't have a plumber. I've never had to call a plumber before. So you know what I did? I took my phone out. I dialed Nick's number. I said, hey, Nick, dude, I need a plumber. He got, okay, he said, hey, reach out to this guy. Within 12 hours, the sink was fixed. So it's just like along the way, man, having those resources. It's the power. Yep. I didn't have a plumber, but I knew someone who did have a plumber and everything worked and moving forward forever. Now I already have a plumber, like anytime something goes wrong. So I feel like that's an, like an extremely big point that you just said there too. Like I may not have a plumber, but I know someone who does. Yep. And I feel like that's something really, really big. You know, like I, there's a situation, you know, that I have now or something, or like an issue comes up. I may not know how to fix that right now, but yeah. I know the people who do or yeah. know the people who do know how to fix that. Yeah. That's like some next level, 
next level stuff. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, what is something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that changed as you went along? Um, uh, the biggest thing is I thought I had to know it all before I do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, man, I've talked to even some, some of my friends right now, they're like, yeah, man, I'm reading this book. And once I read this book, this book, this book, I take this class, this class, and this class, then I'll get into it. And I think people think, and again, knowledge is key. Knowledge is necessary. If you don't know what you're talking about, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, bro, go take a seat and figure it out before you, you hop in this thing. Yeah. But I feel like people exalt knowledge over experience and, and that's not okay. I, I used to think, again, I was one of those ones. I thought that I needed to know everything. I thought I needed to know all the jargon. I needed to know all the people, have all the connections, know yeah. everything. And it was just like, no, you know, you need to know enough, know the basics and then just get to it, man. Get to it. Experience. I Man, I should just get that tattooed. Experience <laughs> is the biggest teacher. <laughs> oh, man. That's so true. That's yeah. That's one, that one's really hitting me different right now too. Yeah. Like, I feel like I, I don't, I mean, like I, I like to look at this stuff every day, you know what I mean? And reach out to all kinds of people, but I feel like I'm still not ready because I don't know everything, but that's like part of the journey is, you know, learning stuff as you go along. And, um, you know, it it definitely hasn't really clicked a hundred percent yet, but you're, you're totally right, man. What is your best piece of advice to new investors that want to start and manage their rental portfolio? I feel like we're kind of beating this one, but <laughs> I was like, just do it. Yep, I love it. <laughs> like the swoosh, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> it's so true, though, man. It's really like that's such an encouraging, you know, point, and uh. You know, and like we'll, your story and oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I, I will also add this. Um, something I've learned that's super important too yep. is to have a team. Mm-hmm. Like have like have a loan officer that you're already well acquainted with. You know, have him know your name, how much you make, your credit, so that when you find because again, dude, you you've learned, ma'am, this this market is super competitive. So when you find a house, ma'am, there's no time to ponder on it, there's no time to think it's it's like, man, I see this house. You pull the trigger immediately. Yeah. So you need to have your you need to have your attorney ready to go. I call it a core team, right? Core team. Mm-hmm. You need to have your loan officer. You need to have your attorney. You need to have your inspector. And you, I mean, the whole contractor is you know you know depending. Yeah. But you need to have someone who you could call to help you with renovate. Or if you do them yourself, that's even better. I'm I'm not that gifted in that area. I admit it. <laughs> don't want to my pride doesn't want to let me admit it but i'll admit it um <laughs> but yeah man you get yourself a loan officer you get yourself an attorney an inspector and someone who could do reno- like help you with you know light renovations or whatever and you have those people on call on standby let them know hey just want to let you know i'm i'm gonna buy a house i'm ready to go um this is my situation so just be on standby so that way when the property comes along there's no there's no oh my gosh i need to find someone it's like no i have my people i'm ready to go let's pull the trigger that's so important man you're totally right about the speed and everything and if you already have those people on deck then 
you know, you can get your stuff answered right away. You can make your move and you can jump. And, and you need to have a good agent too. Mm-hmm. Working with agents, dude, who, who don't, you know, who aren't very responsive, it's a very aggravating thing to do. Uh, I remember writing the first one, the other, the seller's agent, which like my agent, I would, I would text him and he would call me in less than a minute. Like it was super on top of it. Yeah. And I remember the seller on the other hand, seller's agent was super like, or reply three, four hours later. It's like, yeah, I don't like that. I really, really didn't no. like that. So it's just important having an agent, you know, because again, not, it doesn't mean the agent's bad, but it's just, you know, you got to find who you click with, who you work well with. Totally. Like I was working with an agent and again, I knew her outside. I knew her. She's a personal friend too. Yep. But it, like if I was in Redfin at two o'clock in the morning, I would send her, I, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Cause you know, it was, so just finding someone you work well with is super important. Yeah, definitely. And like, you're totally right about like finding that chemistry with the right people and, you know, like speed definitely is a really big factor in this industry. And if people are taking like a really long time to answer or, you know, like things aren't really kind of like as streamlined as you want them to be, then it might be kind of time to find somebody else. And that's, that's really, really important. Definitely taking that one into consideration. (laughs) Next question. What is a common myth about building a portfolio that you want to debunk? So I'll be honest with you. I don't really have a portfolio. I mean, I guess, I guess technically I have a portfolio <laughs> if we want to get technical. Yeah. But I don't really have, you know, quite an extensive portfolio. So I guess just everything is said before. This is like, yo, don't spend too much time learning and just do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I love it. And our last question, Stefan. Do you read? I know we kind of talked about that earlier. And what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? Okay. Do I have not read a ton of books. I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there. That's all right. I have not read a ton of books. Um, the two books that I have read that, I mean, I've started a bunch, but the two that I've, I've read most of and that uh, have really, have really, influ- you know, have helped out is uh, one of them is from Bigger Pockets mm-hmm. and it's renovations. It's something on renovations, um, how to do renovation or how to. Is it the to- estimate rehab costs? Bingo. Oh. Bingo. That one. Mm-hmm. Or that one. And dude he really needs to put me on his payroll 10x <laughs> gc uncle g <laughs> oh and his other book too um the real estate book i don't know what he called it how to invest in real- it's, it's like a navy blue cover that's another really really good book that i like mm-hmm. so yeah um 10x i would say i would say man as you know my model is just getting into it um 10x is definitely the one where i'm like yeah, I like it. But also that book, that book applies to like every area of your life. You you could apply it to anything in life. You could apply it to being an HVAC technician. You could apply it to being a social worker, a pastor, whatever it is, man, that 10X rule. It, it's super, it's super applicable to many areas. Yeah, I'll definitely have to pick that one up. That's one that's been on my list for a while, but I haven't, I haven't scooped it. Yeah. I'll definitely have to pick that one up. But um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Stefan. This this was a really, really crazy 
episode man like i'm still like wicked blown away from like the first five minutes of you telling your story man like it's like yeah man (laughs) but pleasure's all mine man it was really good talking to you you as well man definitely is um where can people reach you on like social media or yeah yeah instagram um, I have my personal page, Stefan Fakir, mm-hmm. and I have my um, business page, FL Capital. So e- either one. Yeah, I'll link both of them down below, guys. Yeah. You can you can check them out. Give Stefan a follow. It's it's amazing. Appreciate. <laughs> Looking forward to connecting in the future, man. Yeah, you as well, man. Definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah, pleasure's all mine, man. All right, guys. That concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.